Hey, night owls or midday flamingers <laughs> or early birds. Who knows? <laughs> Welcome to episode six. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about banned books. It is officially banned book week. Or at least when this episode comes out, it will be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, in other exciting news, we're in the same room! Oh my gosh, I know. It's kind of weird, actually. I know. I don't know about... I don't know if I should look at my computer or look at you. Yeah, I'm so used to staring at you through my computer. I'm used to staring at a small picture of myself. Where do I I look? This is so weird. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even sure, honestly. We'll get used to it. We'll adapt. Yeah, I'm an adapter. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, Did you ever finish Lord of the Flies? Oh my gosh. I did. I stayed up really late, actually, to finish it because, like I said, um, I was getting to the point where, like, things were starting to happen pretty quickly. And so I stayed up until, like, 1 a.m. the other night finishing Lord of the Flies because I was, like, flipping the pages and, like, my husband's in bed and I was just like, <gasps> this is happening right now because he's read it before and I hadn't read it before. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, did you see that? So basically, like, the last half of the book is basically these kids going insane. Oh. I was just like, okay, I'm not sure if some of this actually happened or not. Spoiler alert, the Lord of the Flies is a rotting pig's head that some insane child thinks is speaking to him. Oh, yeah. Lovely. That's what the Lord of the Flies is. Oh I gosh. was not expecting that. I thought maybe, like, some kid was just going to be, like, dirty and, like, pull ahead and be chief or something. Because there's, like, fighting amongst, like, the boys about who's going to be chief. Because, like, there's a group that wants to, like, just hunt or whatever. And then mm-hmm. there's, like, the group that's, like, no, we need to be rescued because hunting doesn't matter if we're rescued. Yeah. Like... So they basically, like, branch off into, like, two different tribes, essentially, where, like, the handful of relatively sane boys that are left are trying to keep this fire going, but there aren't enough of them to keep this fire going all the time, and so they're just, like, exhausted and spending Mm. all of their time, like, walking into the forest and bringing, like, sticks and stuff, and it's just like, oh, that's rough, and then the other group is, like, super bloodthirsty, and, like, they go through this, like phase where they like attack another kid because like a hunt went poorly so like they've already got like they they got like that adrenaline going Mm -hmm. like as like young boys do which is gross but you know yeah it happens this is how it goes it's life it makes sense like if we're a bunch of abandoned preteen boys on an island like they only have so much logic Mm -hmm. so like i can definitely see why that one was also banned yeah (laughs) that one was challenged (laughs) so uh yeah no it was um it was a lot. It was pretty graphic at the end there because I wasn't that disturbed at the beginning. And then it got real, real nuts. And a lot of people died. And there was a lot of murder, actually, like between oh. them. They were like, yeah. oh, my God, the beast is coming. And they stabbed it. But it was just another boy Aww. who was coming out of the woods. So, like, the beast that they were, like, trying to hunt or whatever is mm-hmm. basically just fear. Oh. Fear is the beast. Barf. Because some boys were like, it comes from the sea, it comes from night. And so I was like, okay, well, what is it then? Like, thinking maybe there's multiple beasts on this island. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. that's where, like, my mind was going. But, like, they never find the beast. And they end up killing other boys because they think they, they're the beast. Yeah. Because it's nighttime and they're scared. Yeah. And they're like, it's the beast, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty crazy. But they do get rescued at the end. Yeah. That's good. Well, an officer shows up. And I'm guessing 
no. he's gonna take them home. That's basically where it ends. Like the officer shows up the last, like maybe that's what that is. <laughs> They're insane. The officer's not real. Um, yeah. but that's who I think uh, was the person that like parachuted onto the mm. island because I had mentioned that that they yeah. had said that somebody from the adult world had shown up. Yeah. So I think that's what that was. I think it was this officer, and he was like sent to get them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was really interesting, and yeah. it was really graphic, and I don't think I'd read it again, and I don't <laughs> think it's really appropriate for eighth graders, to be honest. Oh, all right. So Good I think know. maybe maybe they should hold off on that one to high school at least. Yeah. At don't, least don't ban it, but just change the age group that gets to read it. Yeah. Or maybe just read the first half. Actually, I do think I had some teachers that only had kids read the first half or certain chapters. Oh, probably to avoid that. Yeah, probably. Huh. But, yeah, no. I mean, it was worth reading to know what I was missing out on, and because I've always wondered what the Lord of the Flies was. Yeah. Now you now know. Now I know it's a modern pig's head. It's an insane child speaks to. <laughs> no, I don't have to read it, because now I know. Right. So, thank you, you for that. Catch-22, right? Yeah. I finished it last week, though. Okay, I thought we, so. Yeah, I wrapped right. that one up. Just so. making sure we're all caught up here. Yes. Do you want to do your band book first? Because yours is way darker than mine. So we can end on a happy-go-lucky topic with my book. And we can just keep going into this dark, dark Ooh. world. Um, Yeah, I'll start with mine. We'll start with the heavy since I already talked about The Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I'll just keep being pretty, pretty gnarly. So I read, well, reread um, Beloved by Toni Morrison. Because she died this year and it's a book that I remember really liking. But I also know that I was not age appropriate for this book at the time. Mm-hmm. So like there was a lot that went over my head. It was very confusing. And so, like, when I was, like, skimming through it, because I didn't, like, do a full reread. I just, like, went through it to find some of the major plot points to remind myself, like, oh, right, that's what happened in this <laughs> book. Yeah. Um, so, simply, Beloved is basically the story of this woman who is a former slave and her family, mm-hmm. essentially. So, they've, they've escaped slavery, but her escape was pretty rough. So, she was, like, married to another slave... And they had four children, and they were trying to escape slavery at some point, because um, this is, like, the late 1800s. I think it spans from, like, 1850 to 1873 or something. Okay. So this is, like, late 1800s, so slavery's you know, pretty, pretty dominant. Um, and so she's trying to escape from slavery, and they get captured, you know, as they do. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> and they, she doesn't want her children to go into slavery. Oh. She was like, no, I don't want this to happen. And so she decides to kill them. She decides to kill her children. Is death really better? I mean, she obviously thought it was, so she must have had a real... I'm going to pause here real quick and say before I get any further into this, like, trigger warning, infanticide, and... I'm not going to go into detail or anything, but, like, there's rape. Like, obviously, there's slavery. Um, There's some possession. So, like, if any of that kind of, like... Weird you out already? Maybe maybe skip ahead a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, skip ahead until you get to my part because mine I'll doesn't have rape. So. Start with the gross stuff though. Um, yeah. So basically, they try to escape slavery. She ends up killing only one of her four children. Um, they do eventually escape, mm-hmm. so they end up on this like little homestead. Um, but she gets attacked by a school teacher, like a white man, mm-hmm. and he he rapes her. Uh, her husband sees it happen. Oh jeez. Which drives him slowly into insanity, mm-hmm. and her husband dies. And uh, her two oldest sons leave. And so it's just her and a daughter left. Mm -hmm. Um, A man comes to see her at their little homestead many years later. So I think her youngest daughter at this point is like in her Mm teens-ish, 12, 13 maybe. Um, So this man from their past, who she's known before, like comes back into their lives. 
and like she's they seem like pretty happy and like they're gonna move forward but this house that they're living on is haunted Mm. like that's part of why like her boys wanted to leave and that's part of what they blame like her husband's insanity on Mm -hmm. because she didn't know that he saw like her be attacked so like she didn't like quite comprehend why he was going insane Mm -hmm. um but like i mean that's a lot to cope with oh yeah so they're living on this homestead that's haunted and it's just the two of them and they're pretty sure it's like a malevolent spirit right and so this man comes back into their lives and he's like okay i'm gonna help you like we're gonna handle this and so he does they like go through trying to exercise the spirit and things are calm at the house but then a few days later they this like woman appears like just like a naked woman and um like okay that's weird like this girl's kind of crazy but the main character the mom her name is c it's s-e-e-t-h-e so i think it's c okay like it's kind of a weird name but that's how i'm pronouncing it in my mind so that's the only way i'm gonna be able to stick with this yeah so c sees her and she's like it's my dead daughter it's her spirit somehow is in this woman because this woman is very like infantile like she's She's really needy, like, she needs to be, like, spoon-fed, she's weak, and all this, all this stuff. So, C starts taking care of this woman, believing that she is her daughter mm-hmm. that she murdered, probably just out of guilt, you yeah. know, and this woman, for all we know, could be just taking advantage of it. Um, and so, the man in the house, who C had a relationship with from her past, starts being interested in this woman, mm-hmm. who they call Beloved, because Beloved is what they had carved into the headstone of mm-hmm. her dead child. Mm-hmm. So that's who Beloved is. It's this possessed woman, spirit, dead baby. <laughs> yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. So basically, Beloved starts this affair relationship with the man that Seath thought she was going to finally move forward with in her life, and it's really ugly. Seath ends up being pregnant. Her other daughter, who is still alive at this point, is probably like 13, 14, because a little bit of time passes, but Mm -hmm. not a lot, decides to leave. Because she can see, basically, the way that the book describes it is that, like, the more, like, strong Beloved becomes, the weaker Seath becomes. So, like, she starts, like, withering away, like, literally. And because Beloved's pregnant, she's literally growing. Mm -hmm. So, like, it... Toni Morrison does a really good job of describing like Beloved is becoming larger and she's becoming this big presence in this person in like mm-hmm. more ways than just like emotionally or like in their lives and so Seath is withering away and so her daughter's worried so her daughter leaves to go find help basically and mm-hmm. so when they come back um, there's like some confusion with the people that her daughter brought with her to help and mm-hmm. Seath has like a like a flashback to being attacked and so she like freaks out at these people who are on her lawn and she mm-hmm. thinks one they're trying to take beloved and two she's going to be attacked and in the confusion beloved disappears oh like okay. just gone mm-hmm. like doesn't come back and so basically the book ends with like sees feeling awful and guilty and they never find beloved again like oh, she geez. never comes back like the man comes back into their lives when Seath is like dying mm-hmm. so like it's basically just like her guilt manifested into killing her Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was pretty, like, graphically described, which I think was hard. And then with the back and forth with, back, uh, like, the flashbacks, it was hard to tell, like, what was, like, real and what was just, like, her trauma, mm-hmm. like, causing this, like, extreme, like, scenarios. Um, but there's a there's a movie, too. Oh. I think Oprah's in it. Okay. I'm pretty sure Oprah's in it. Yeah. 
Um, so I watched the movie and I, that helped like me clarify like some of that timeline and like explain like the logistics of like what actually was going down. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was really really weird and a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of bizarre elements there. Something definitely outside of my comfort zone. Definitely too advanced for a 14 year old me who read this and then wanted to watch the movie i can't believe my mom let me watch this movie well she was supporting your movie was fine so the movie was okay it wasn't as like i think because the descriptions that tony puts into it is a lot of what makes it feel so heavy Mm -hmm. um but the movie was good so i would say if you're not necessarily wanting to hear or read that much in detail about that kind of gross uncomfortable topic maybe maybe watch something yeah so i mean you can basically figure it out but i guess why was it officially banned because when parents or whoever write in to try and like to Mm. fight these books and have them banned they have to like give actual reasons yeah i'm pretty sure for this one it was like rape slavery language racism Mm -hmm. so pretty classic reasons for being banned which really other than the rape i don't so I'm super against banning books. I don't think that we should tell children what they can and cannot read. Like maybe, right. like we were saying earlier, put this at like, like for Lord of the Flies, put it at like a high school reading. But especially once you get to high school, I think that we should allow children to read what they want and help them along with these like, t- like difficult topics. Right. Like I don't think you should be like, oh, this book talks about slavery, so don't read it. Like no, have them read these books about it and then we can like actually have a dialogue with them and help them like process these emotions instead. I agree. I think that it was just described pretty violently. Like everything was. And I think for a child that would be too much. Like, so I could definitely understand that. Like maybe high school to college level, this would Mm -hmm. be appropriate, but this was um, written in 1987. So I'm pretty sure it was banned like in those late eighties to early nineties. That would make sense too. Yeah. It's also been challenged quite a few times and then like the cases have lost. So yeah. it's just been a it's been a hot topic one. I think schools just generally avoid it. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I don't think that they're necessarily topics that we should avoid. But they're they're pretty heavy, and I think yeah. her ability to describe them in such like detail, I think that was what really pushed it over the edge more mm-hmm. so than the content itself. Yeah, that makes sense. So it was uh, it was heavy. Mm-hmm. It was a good refresher. I'll probably watch the movie again. Honestly, yeah, just out of curiosity. Because I remember enjoying the movie a lot, too. Yeah. Because it's less convenient. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I'm interested in hearing about your book because yeah. this is a book that I love. Yeah. Oprah was is I also no in the movie that this one came out. So I did A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Elengo. I have no idea. It's L apostrophe E-N-G-L-E. I think you know that, actually. I think it's <laughs> Elengo. Elengo. Healing it. Um but I never read this as a kid. So when I, I got it from the library and I literally had to go downstairs to the children's section to get the book because this is a book written for children, it turns out. And yeah, it wasn't one that I ever read as a kid because I think when it came out, actually, I don't even know what year it actually came out. Oh, I guess I can school. look. Well, it's copyrighted in 1962. What? Oh, that is true. Yeah, because she died recently i wrote it down she died in 2007 at 88 years old i had no idea it was this old yeah because it's been banned it's been in the top 100 banned books from 2000 to 2000 or what was it for 20 for 20 years yeah because they come out they do the list every 10 years so they haven't Mm. done the 2009 to 2019 list yet obviously since we're still in 2019 so, 2000, 2009, and then whatever, go backwards, 1989 to 99, I don't know. Either way, for the last 20 years, 
that they've made the list. It's been in the top 100 banned books. Dang. Uh, this last recent one, it finally it dropped down to number 90. So hopefully when they come out with the next list, it's not going to be on there anymore. I would have never, ever guessed in a million years this was banned. So the reasons it was banned, some of them just make me giggle. So it was banned for being too Christian and then for being not Christian enough. Oh, I have questions. And then, so the main one with the whole Christianity is that in one part, um, she put they talk about Jesus with like all these like other philosophers and stuff. And I think I even flagged the page. So they talk about... Um, where it's like the people who like help fight off the darkness in the world and they're like asking the children because the main three characters are children mm-hmm. are asking like who would do these things and it's like oh Jesus would and like Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo and Shakespeare and people are like how dare you put Jesus's name on a list with those people with those people <laughs> yeah so that was a big one that it got oh. pushed um, it got banned. So that was in 1990 that, that it got banned for that reason. In 1996, it got banned for undermining religious beliefs. Hmm. In 1985, it got banned because it promoted witchcraft and it also promoted crystal balls because there's a crystal ball in there. Um, and then the one that annoyed me the most and that it was banned a couple different times was because it's too complicated for children. Yeah. So this goes back to my whole thing of I don't think we should ban books because we think they're too complicated for children. I think we should help children learn these things. Cause, and, I mean, it does kind of make sense. Oh, I wrote it down. It was, the book was published in 1962. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. And so um, I don't know where I was going with that. But, yeah, either way, so, like, they use a lot of, like, seven to ten dollar words and some of them they explain what they mean and in like kind of how uh lemony snicket does we're like and in this case this means whatever but like right they talk about like something being dilapidated in these books i googled it and like there isn't like you can't actually find exactly what age group she tried to write this book for but there's like a commonsense.org and it like puts like everybody goes in and you can like write at what age you let your child read this book or you read it or something like that. And it says that it's for nine year, nine years, nine and older. That, that adds up. I got it for my ninth birthday. Yeah. So like, I don't know what nine do nine year olds know what dilapidated means. I'm not sure. And like, we should be exclusive. And at one point they say that like, I'm a sport. And then he was like, do you know what that means? And he was like, yeah, I do know what it means. And he's like, Oh, I don't mean it as like, I like to play sports, and it has to do... I, I honestly didn't actually even know what the hell it was until I, until I read it. Um, and so they go, I'm a sport. So am I. Don't mean like in baseball. Neither do I. I mean like in biology. A change in gene resulting in the appearance in the offspring of a character which is not present in the parents, which is potentially transmittable to its offspring. So I didn't know what that was. But, like, so sometimes yeah. in it, she'll do stuff like that, and, like, so... The main character, so there's three main characters, and they're all kids. So there's Meg, who is the oldest sister. She's, like, she's supposed to be in high school, so 14-ish. Um, and then the other main character is Charles Wallace, and he's five. And he's super freaking smart. He's the one who rattled off the thing about a sport being a change in gene. And then it's just this random kid who is older than Meg. So I think he's supposed to be, like, 16, who's also in her high school, who just shows up. Uh, his name's Calvin, and they shoot, Meg just starts calling him Cal halfway through the book without, like, ever talking about, like, I'm gonna give you a nickname, bro. Um, but either way, and so their dad, so Meg and Charles Wallace, their dad has been missing for, like, a couple years now, because he's, like, super smart scientist guy, 
Um, he has multiple, several PhDs. Um, their mom is also super smart. And then Charles Wallace is like super genius level, can like understand all kinds of things, can like semi read minds slash just really understands some people if he tries really hard. It's really confusing. Yeah, my can you read minds or not? Yeah, they don't really go into it. Um, but yeah, so the dad goes missing, and then um, these three ladies show up, and they're the Miss W's. So there's Miss, what's it, Miss Who and Miss Witch. Not like a witch, like a spooky witch, which is in like, which way did the dog run off? So they're the three Miss W's, and that's they're the ones that everyone says are witches, and that's why they don't like, like, they try to ban the book, but they're not actually witches. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they go, and they help. They're like, all right, yep, now's the time. You're going to go help find your dad. Like, he needs your help. You're going to go, and we're going to get you there. And they're like, well, how the heck are we going to get there? And they're like, you're going to test her there. Like a wrinkle. We call it a wrinkle. And so they actually explain this part really, really well in the book. I love this. Um, And I'm going to post a picture of this because they literally drew a picture in the book about it. They did, like, so freaking good. Um, So how they explain testing so it's a tesseract um and so you see if a very small insect were to move from the section of skirt in miss who's right hand to the section on the left it would be quite a long walk but if you were to like smush your two hands together and then bring them together then that trip is way shorter he's made it the same distance so that's how you they like travel that's how they tesser is that they basically just like smush all the things together and you go really quick and then they go on this whole thing because they're traveling in the fifth dimension. And then they also help you do the math as to how you end up in the fifth dimension mm-hmm. is how you go from the first dimension is, so the first dimension is a line. And then the second dimension, you're going to square that line. So you get a square. The third dimension is you're going to square that square. And now you have like a 3D box. And so then the fourth one would be to square that box, which is like kind of confusing. This is literally what they say, but it has to do with Einstein and time. So I guess the fourth dimension would be time. And then if you were to square that one, you would get the fifth dimension, which is Tesseract. Hmm. Um, But so that's what they end up doing. So the Miss W's go and they tesser them and they go from Earth to this one place that's like, and I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find it again when I finally went back to do it of like what the um, planet place was called. But it's like super beautiful and everyone is happy-go-lucky. And then turns out that Miss What's-It was a star once upon a time. And so they can, like, change their shapes. Because when they first showed up, they were, like, appearing as humans. Because they're like, we're on your human Earth. This is, like, kind of what it looks like. And they also have fun with it, right? And, like, Miss What's-It is uh, 3,500,000,000-something million. She, like, does the age and math in Earth years for us. It's super freaking long. She's very old. But she is considered young to the other Miss Apparently, W's. yeah. Uh, but she got to come along because she's really good at communicating. And so she can actually, like, talk to humans and stuff really well. Um, but anyways, so they go to this planet. And so then Miss What's-It turns into, like, this, like, big, beautiful animal. And she, like, rides them all up really high because the atmosphere is really thin. And then off in the darkness, there's, like, this big darkness. And it's called the Black Thing. And it's basically this evil thing. And if you're a black planet, that means it's, like, engulfed your entire planet. And now there's just evil all on your planet. And so Earth, and so then they end up showing Earth later, um, and Earth is, like, starting to do it. So we're, like, a gray planet. Yeah. And so after that, um, so after they show it to him, because they're like, you need to know what this is. Like, you need to know what you're up against. Mm -hmm. Um, 
then they are the, okay we're gonna take you to the happy medium it was a being of some kind um but on the way there because it's miss witch who's doing it i think uh she accidentally drops them on a two-dimensional planet whoops yeah so that was really funny but then they end up going to the happy medium um and the happy medium has the crystal ball and can look in like so you can't see the future because then you have like no control of your life because you know what's going to happen but she can go and like zoom in and like look at all these things that are currently happening so she like shows them the earth and that's when they figure out that the black thing is kind of coming for earth um and they get to like see their mom and stuff again but then they go to Camazots, and this is where meg and charles wallace's father is currently being held prisoner and Camelot is like super weird so they like calm down and there's all these like identical homes like basically townhouse homes and all the kids outside are bouncing the ball in like perfect rhythm and then all the girls are jump roping in perfect rhythm so like as as the rope goes up the ball goes up as the rope comes down the ball goes down and then all the exact same time all the moms walk out and call all the kids in and all the kids run in except for there's like one little boy and he does it wrong as they go to try and talk to the mom and they're like hey like your kid dropped the ball and she's like no we don't drop balls here like that's that's not a thing didn't like, happen we don't do that we don't know what you're talking about go away um and before so like the miss w's can't come on camisades with them they have to like do it on their own but before they had done that they like left them some wisdom mm. um and charles wallace they were like don't be a cocky asshole basically but he's five and he's like i'm super smart you all fuck off uh, so they're like, well, we need to go this way. And, like, Meg gets really, really whiny at this point. She's like, we need father. Father, father. We need to find father. I need an adult. And, like, Calvin is the only one who was like, y'all, calm the hell down. And they told him, they were like, do not separate, like, under any circumstances. So they end up going to the central, central intelligence, which is, like, the middle building, like, because they finally get some adult to talk to him. And they're like, you don't have your papers? Like, you need to go there to get your papers. Mm. And so they go talk to this guy, but it's not really talk because he just, like, he's, like, the man with the red eyes. Um, something is, like, being projected, like, through him into their brain. And he's like, nope, yep, if you want to see your father, like, that's fine, but you need to go talk to it. And they keep being like, you need to go see it. Like, you need to deal with it. And so they finally go, and they go over to it which ends up being just like this giant brain, which is controlling everything. So what happens on Camazots is that you basically submit to it and you like, you're no longer sad. You don't have, you're eating, like they have like this really, like their food is just like these super nutritious gray blob crap. But since you can like kind of control your mind, you think you're eating like the most delicious food you've ever eaten in your entire life. It's great. It looks awful. Yeah. And so they're like trying to like, fight because it is trying to get into their minds to control it and so they're like fighting it and fighting it and charles wallace is like no no i'm stronger than him it's fine i'll submit and i'll just come right back out spoiler alert he doesn't come back out he ends up getting controlled and so meg and calvin um they basically just end up like running away and they they do end up finding meg's father um because how all these things work too is that they can just like rearrange atoms so they can walk through walls because really they're just moving the atoms out of their way and they're walking in um and so Miss Who had given her these glasses so she could, like, see the atoms. So she ends up getting her dad, and then she finds out that her dad is not omnipotent, and he can't solve all problems. Because she literally had this whole thing. She was like, as soon as I have father, everything's going to be fine. Like, he's going to figure it out. He's going to solve all of our problems. We don't have to try anymore. And so she gets, like, super whiny child, like, totally not acting her age, throwing a tantrum about, like, 
you should have fixed everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so they're like, all right, well, we got to go back in and get Charles Wallace. Like, we can't leave him here. And so they go back. So it's Meg and Calvin and father. And they go back and they try to, because Calvin is really good at communicating with people. So he's, like, trying to, like, get in Charles Wallace's brain and, like, pull him back out. And he keeps getting really close, but it doesn't work. And then um, their father is able to, like, hold on for a long time because he's, like, trying to, like, because they were doing, like, saying nursery rhymes to try and get out. Nursery rhymes are too rhythmic, right? So it can still take over. Oh. So he's like, all right, say, like, the table or, not the, yeah, the um, periodic table. Periodic table. Yeah. He's like, start saying all those things. And then it's, like, not working and they're all starting to fade. And so Calvin is like, you have to, like, tesseract us or, like, you have to tesser. And so he pulls them all out, but he's not very good at it. Like, he only ever did it one other time, and that's how he got stuck on right? to begin <laughs> with. Because he's, like, he was the second person ever to even try doing this. And the reason he did it is he had the second shortest straw, and the first guy never came back. Oh, good. So, like, they don't know what the heck happened to him. Um, and so they end up going to this other, they, end up, they land on this other planet, and it's called Ixchel. I-X-C-H-E-L. And it has, and it's, like, all, like, gray and brown, and it has these, like, big beasts that can't see. So, like, it doesn't matter to them that they have, like, gray things. And so this part was really interesting is that it was, like, one of the beasts because Meg ends up, um, so she doesn't test her very well. Mm. So she ends up basically, like, paralyzed because he had to pull them through the black thing. Um, And so she's that, and they're like, yeah, we can help her, but, like, it's going to take a bit. Um, but so then at one point Meg is like trying to explain to the beast gal who's helping her, who's like, she's like, well, what should I call you? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, think of all the things that you would call like an adult figure. And then, so she's like, mother, father, sir, ma'am, aunts. And she's like, aunts, I like aunts. She's like, all right, now think of like all the things you think of when you think of me. And she's like, monster. She's like, oh, I don't like monster. And then she lands on beast and she's like, I like it. You can call me aunt beast. I love that. That's yeah. Adorable. So that was super cute. Um, but yeah, and so she ends up getting better, and then she goes throws, like, another hissy fit about, because, like, Calvin and her father are eating breakfast when she is, like, finally better, and she's like, have you guys just been eating this whole time? You haven't even, like, tried to figure out how to get back to Camazots? And they're like, dude, he's not good at this. He can't figure it out. And they're like, have you even tried to contact them as W's? And Calvin's like, no, no, we've just been sitting here eating we haven't even. And he's like, dude, like, stop being a freaking bitch. Everyone's like, chill out, Meg. Yeah. And so the Miss W's come back. And then and everyone's like, I'll, like, the father is like, I'll go back for him. And they're like, can't be you. And Calvin's like, I'll do it. They're like, can't be you. And Meg's like, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to. I'm scared. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, she's like, oh, I understand now. I understand why it has to be me. And it's like the very end of the book. This is like my number one thing I dislike about this book. Which, it is a children's book, but it's also a quintet, right? So there are four or five of these books. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel like it needed to get wrapped up this quickly. But then again, it's written for actual children, so maybe that's why. Um, But she's like, okay, it's going to be me. That's fine. And they're like, all right, we're going to send you back. And we're going to save you three gifts again. And so Miss What's It is, she's like, the gift that I have for you is know that I love you. And then, like... I can't remember what the other ones are. And then, so she gets there and she like goes to it and she's like, you give him back and da, 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 da. Cause, oh, um, Miss Witch was like, I give you your faults again. And she was like, oh, I don't know. Or no, I tell you that she got her faults the first time. So the second time she's like, oh, 
What's it? It's like um, you have something that it doesn't, but you need to figure out what it is on your own. Mm. More riddles. Yeah, and so it at one point is like because he can like read her mind and stuff because he's able to get in a little bit, um, and he's like. She Miss What's It doesn't love you. And she was like, no, she does. She said so. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's love. I have love. That's what it doesn't have. And so then she's like, Charles Wallace, I love you. You're my life. You're my soul. And she goes on this, like, whole weird thing where you're like, are you his mom? Whatever. Moving right along. This is a very old book. They're just close, okay? Yeah, they're very close, which is fine. Um, and then it works. And Charles Wallace breaks through when he gets away from it. And then the Miss W's instantly pull them back and they end up back in the vegetable garden at their house where they were all where they left from and their mother and the twins, which I guess I didn't mention the twins, but Meg and Charles Wallace have twin brothers that are their middle age and they're not really in this book. They just, their names are Denny and no. Yeah. It's Denny. No, but it's Denny. And then the other one is, it starts with like, it has an S at the end of a name that shouldn't have an S at it. Hold on. I have to find this guys because this part is just Freaking, it's too good. I don't know where it is. Okay, so their names are Denny's, like D-E-N-N-Y-S is one boy's name, uh, and then Sandy. So Sandy and Denny's. So it's, I don't know, that just made me giggle. Anyways, so they the four of them come back. Let's make Calvin, Charles Wallace, and their father just, like, are instantly back. Yay. And they, like, land in the twins' vegetable garden on the broccoli. And then Miss Murray comes, because their last name's Murray. So their mother comes running out and, like, hugs their father. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, the Miss W's, we didn't even. And they see them kind of be there. And then, poof, they're gone and the book ends. Okay, because the book ends like that, as a kid, I had no idea there were more books. Oh, yeah. I I literally didn't know until, like, I went to high school when I, like, encountered them in a library one day. Because, like, yeah, A Wrinkle in Time is the first one. But there are four more. A Wind in the Door, A Swiftly Tilting Planet. Many waters and an acceptable time. Yeah, but like it wraps up so perfectly. I literally didn't know. Yeah, until I ran across a swiftly tilting planet, and then I got it, and then I realized it was a third one. Yeah, it was very complicated. Yeah, I honestly thought it was gonna end with Charles Wallace being stuck on Camazots and all of them being on like Ishil or something. Because you knew there were more books. So yeah, you figured that's where it would end. Exactly. Right. I'm like, there's four books. I know how these things work. I know how cliffhangers work because I'm also an adult at this point. Read it because I did not read this book as a child. Yeah, because. Like, the time, what, if it came out when you were in fourth grade, that would have been out when I was in fifth, and that was in my five years of I Don't Read. Yeah. So I did not pick up those books for sure. Either way, I mean, the book was super good, literally until the last chapter. Like, it just ended... Too abruptly. Yeah, it got wrapped up too perfectly for my liking. Maybe she hadn't planned on it being a quintet. Oh, I mean, yeah, that could have been, because I don't know when A Wind in the Door I don't know where it picks up. Either. Yeah, and like, yeah, what does that one actually cover, you know? Yeah, I honestly don't know. I never I never read it. I read most of the Swiftly Tilting Planet before I realized it was a third and not the second. Oh, yeah. Oh, she has a whole cast of characters in the back of her book that like, oh. explain things. I think that's really helpful. Um, but other random things that, um, like, so one other thing that I wanted to say on this is that um, the fact that it has been banned so many times and has been on the top 100 for, like, 20 years uh, hasn't, like, sales are still super up. So on their 50th anniversary of the book coming out, they had sold more than 10 million copies. I just, I never would have guessed so, this to be banned, like, outside of, like, the magic and stuff. Yeah, like, and so she... Like real flimsy reasons to ban it. So she actually is quoted in the New York Times in 2001, and I think that this is, like, 
perfectly sums up as to why it was booked so that, or why it was banned. So she says, it seems people are willing to damn the book without reading it. Nonsense about witchcraft and fantasy. First I felt horror, then anger, and then finally I said, ah, the hell with it. It's great publicity anyway. She's not wrong, though. I bet a lot yeah. of people do. a lot. Just like a lot of people were just like, oh, Harry Potter's about magic, therefore it's dark, therefore you need to mm-hmm. mix it and, you know, like, jump. Yeah. yeah. Or the fact that, like, one of the characters is named Miss Witch, but, like, if you don't know, if you haven't actually read the book, and it's you're like, witch. and you're like, oh, which way do I go? They're like, she's a witch. She goes by Miss Witch. Well, it's they're fine. not witches. They're stars. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're part of the universe, basically. Yeah. Like, they're not, it's not... Yeah, it's not. And, like, the happy medium happens to have a crystal ball that doesn't mean that she is a witch. Not all witches can use crystal balls, so... The lesson we've learned here is people are overly sensitive. Yeah, basically. Because... And this is one of those ones where I'm like, let children read it. Like, because there's also so... There were so many good topics in here about, like, that made you think. So, like, in one point... I mean, like I said, Meg is kind of a whiny little child in a lot of it. And she's like, I'm so dumb. I can't. And they're like, dude, you're really, really good at math. Well, as a child, though, like, as an adult, you totally read Meg is whiny. But as a kid, because I was, like, nine when I first mm-hmm. read this, I got this for my birthday because I had seen it and I really wanted it. And so a friend got it for me. Yeah. And I didn't think that at all about Meg. Because, no, like, yeah. as a kid, you're so insecure about your own yeah, capabilities. Yeah, you're exactly relating. And that's why I think it's really good, right? Because she has the frizzy hair. She has braces. She has glasses. Like, she's how many not people... described as gorgeous and perfect she's awkward and and she's only good at math she's not good at reading and like later on it says that she like she knows the answers but she gets so flustered when she's called on so it's like she's like dyslexic or something it could be or she's just super super smart in certain things and not others yeah and like there's like this whole other one that goes on of like and it's just all these things that i think would make children think if you didn't ban this book and you let them read it um and so meg is like asking her mom something and she was like that I don't know, but it seems the only explanation. So do you think things always have an explanation? Yes, I believe they do. But I think that in our human limitations, we're not always able to understand the explanations. But you see, Meg, just because we don't understand doesn't mean the explanation doesn't exist. Like, there's so many little tidbits in the book like that. So many solid nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, that, like, I think if you let a kid read this book, I, I just think it would be, like, it would be super beneficial for them. I have a well-loved copy as well as when Barnes and Noble came out with like fresh copies with like really pretty hardbacks. Mm-hmm. Like I also got that copy too, because I, I just really love this. Like they've, they've done two movies of it now because they have the newer one with Oprah. Yeah. Um, and then they had one years ago. Oh, so I, I thought the Oprah seeing... one was the only one that they had. No, I remember watching it on television. Um, the last time I remember it just like showing up when I was skimming through, skimming through channels on like, in, like, a hotel room was... It was probably 2009 or 10. Yeah. The last time I've run across it. So it has to have been before that. So yeah. early 2000s, probably, was when they did the first movie of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember being super impressed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like the movies can't really do it justice. Just no. based on what it is and the explanations. Yeah. And, like, they just don't. They just can't fit all that... Yeah, you're not going to be able to do it all. detail. But they did a pretty good job in the newer one. Yeah. I haven't seen the newer one, and I didn't even read to see, like, what people were thinking of it, so mm. I'm not really sure about that. They're but. pretty separate, though, honestly, like, yeah. to me, in my mind. When I read books and, like, I know that there's a movie involved, I usually just, like, categorize them differently, and I, I'm not really one of those people who gets, like, all upset that, like, the movie and the book aren't the same. Like, yeah, okay, I can, like, know that, like, mm. it's missing stuff and be bummed that, like, I would have loved to see ABC scene. Yeah. But, 
Really mine are more like the things that they choose to change. Like some of the things where they're like, oh, you had a male character say that line when in the book it was a female. I'm like, really? Why? Oh. She's in. She's right there. She's standing right next to him. She could have said it. Those are the ones that I get way more annoyed Ooh, We're going to need to do one of those episodes soon because oh. I've got quite a few that I do get heated about purely because of the changes that they've made. Mm-hmm. Like I've got one in particular that I've got in mind that I'm already upset about. Yeah. I was so. gonna say, I'm already getting worked up on mine. So, <sighs> We'll Maybe table we should do that. We'll table soon. that for another day. Um, but what are we doing next week? Next week is going to be the start of October. That's right. So we're going to start off with our first, like, October episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to do some extra episodes. Yeah, we're planning mm-hmm. to do Sorry, we're some, do some extra episodes in October. Extra, like, mini or smaller episodes in October because it's, like, the, one of the best months of the year, and it starts the best season of the year, and it's amazing. And, yeah, so I think we're going to kick off the month probably with some Stephen King. You know, just, like, mm-hmm. a, it's a solid way to start off October because I'm pretty passionate about Halloween. I've been decorating my house low-key, subtly, since, like, the end of July. Which so would have been, basically, since we started this podcast, you've been decorating her house. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably kick off with some Stephen King, and then we'll do some some horror stories mm-hmm. and uh, just as much Halloween content as I can fit in. It's yeah, spooky hard much handle. spooky staying awake, staying awake because turns out reading scary books at night is a bad idea. But that's what, so true, though. Yeah, what, what, bo- what books are we throwing? I was gonna say throwing them across the room, putting them in the freezer works too. So I've just watched too much Friends. <laughs> I like it. I feel like it's a solid tactic. Can't get you from there. No, it can't. It's too cold. <laughs> it's too it's cold. Frozen. You can put it under like your frozen raspberry. Pulls a ring and it tries to get out of the book. Mm-mm. Good to go. You trap it under them frozen chicken boobs. You're fine. Chicken boobs. Anyways, if you want to connect with us on the social medias, we are on Instagram at Isn't Past Your Bedtime and Twitter at IIPYB underscore pod. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We've yep. added a few more platforms, mm-hmm. including... We're on CastBox and Blubbery, Blueberry. Blueberry. I think it's Blueberry. They just took the E's out. Oh. Blueberry. Why would you take the E out of it? To make it funny? Interesting? I don't know. I have too many follow-up questions. We're trying to get on iHeartRadio. They like to, They said that they need 14 business days, so that's need, fine. like, blood of your first child. Well, they're never going to get that, so <laughs> best of luck there. My, my kitten. No, they can't have her. Can't have it. We don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to send us an email, because you have lots and lots and lots of things to say, that's really cool. It's isn't it past your bedtime at gmail.com. And you can check out our website, isn't it past your bedtime.com, where we have all the books listed that we talk about every episode. And yeah, so if you ever want to see like an old book, what we were talking about last week or something, you can go there. Just looking to add books to your TBR list. Go ahead and mm-hmm. scroll through, see what we talked about. We're also going to add a new section soon so you can see what other books that we are reading. So yeah. uh, stay tuned. We're going to make some make some changes. Yeah, because we read a lot more books than just the ones we talk about. I read too many books. Yeah. It would just be an episode every other day about what book did I finish today? That's a lot of editing. I'm not doing it. Agreed. Anyways. Bye, guys. We'll see you in... Nope, we won't see you. We will speak at you in a fortnight. Speak at you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.